Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Professional Insight Podcast. I don't even. I still yeah. don't even know what the episode is. It really doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, but actually, this is on you, Trevor. I mean, we want to know when the hundred hits. Yeah, yeah. we want to know. Day. Like that's a huge day. When a hundred hits, hundred episodes. Yeah. Will we? Will we ever actually hit a hundred? Well, total episodes. Hit a total, yes. Yeah, someone's. We'll hit a thousand. Someone's a Debbie Downer. Can we say <laughs> we're at really? eleven? <laughs> we're at eleven. I don't know. Season two, episode eleven. Sure. We're somewhere right around eight or nine. No, we what we've got in the can already, this one I think would be around 11-ish. Can we use the can? Or so. Yeah. Are we allowed to use the can? Sorry? Are we allowed to use the can? Yes, yes. This can you can use. No. <laughs> the trailer joke. Uh, thanks, trailer. everyone, for listening. My name's Brandon Curry. Josh Bond. Jeff Collins. And Trevor Lindy. We have uh, another great guest in today. He has a nice, sexy radio voice. <laughs> this is not, this is not, you might get confused, Alex DeGenis. Yeah. It's not Alex DeGenis. If you're not looking, just podcast, just the two of you. I wish I was Alex DeGenis. Uh, yeah. It's Carlo DeSantis, owner of uh, Carpet Emporium. Thank you very much for coming by. Thank you for having me here. It was great. Um, so first first off, uh, uh, a little bit about your business, uh, because you don't just do carpet. Right. Right. So we do all types of flooring, hardwood, yep. tile, carpet. Uh, we do commercial. We do residential. Um, and this is our 25th year in Niagara. So we're excited Family for business. that. Yeah. Nice. Me and my mom. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Your That's mom great. had the same voice? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would no, be weird. I would hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. So as a... Okay. I, I, we've, we've asked this question to a couple of other industries and more... How has the big box stores, your second generation now, yourself, Yep. correct? So I've been there since day one, so I don't know if that makes me like one and a half generation. But you've seen a lot, though. No, but you are the second generation, so you've seen two generations worth of change in the industry. Yep. How has the big box stores in the flooring industry uh, changed? And how have you survived? Impacted your business. Impacted your business. Sure. So... I don't, like certainly, you know, the Home Depots, the Lowe's are taking considerable market share. It seems like there's enough for the independents to thrive in spite of that. So, I mean, we've had a couple stores uh, fall off and close since the box stores came to town, but it's pretty good because the box stores do not service the builder market. They don't typically do insurance work. They don't do a lot of commercial stuff. So there's a lot still left out there so certainly i think you know if you were going to home depot to get some laminate that you're going to install in your basement that day that's great but if you're doing something more custom they don't usually have the capability so flooring is um, it's complicated and it's been very hard for big stores to replicate that on a massive scale they just have a tough time with it yeah so home depot in the states had started some massive flooring stores they opened 17 of them they had to close them all they couldn't manage it it's too really com- too complicated so that's what keeps our industry having a lot of independence so you know it's thankful for that it's kind of tough that it's you know difficult and complex you can't systemize it easily but that's what keeps us around would you so, say the independent good. stores like yourself kind of set the trends as far as flooring and then the box stores follow it or is it vice versa so certainly I you know so I think the suppliers like I'll go to shows in Vegas or Atlanta and see what the suppliers are coming up with so the design community I think sets yeah. the trend 
and then whatever there's demand for, that's what the manufacturers and mm -hmm. uh, you know distributors are bringing in. But they definitely seem slower to pick that up. The the big and, box stores, yeah. You know, hit those trends. They always seem a exactly. year or two years behind, but they eventually mm -hmm. get it. But it's not the. I guess your business is flooring. Yes. Right. Yeah. Flooring is almost ancillary to to what they're doing, right? Like they're. They're selling this, they're selling that. They're yeah. Selling, so they're not really focused on... They're not on, really a specialist. Right? It's a big category for them for sure, but it's... Well, I think the biggest problem when you go to a big box store, you don't get any professional service at all. They have, sure. they have no clue, That's really. That's what I was it's, getting at. I mean, and you've not probably to, put not, the time and effort into that well, aspect of your business, I would say. Well, more skilled so and knowledgeable, really, about it's it. It's a lot of knowledge because no two houses are remotely close to the same. You know, I built so, two of the same houses, actually. There you go. <laughs> exact same. But you know, image, you, know you know, some construction, and you know, like the hiccups and unique things that you get all the time. Like the subfloor is yeah. different. Yeah. The conditions are different. You know, this house is soaking wet. When do I put the hardwood in? So there's. Well, the difference of putting a birch floor down versus an oak floor or anything like that, how soft they are, and, you know, what the new trends are. If, is parquet coming back? That's a big thing, you know, because that's the big I think it is. never coming back. We've talked about parquet flooring <laughs> on not, this show on so show. much that I think it's going to come back. You tell me we are trending. back, I'm going to I'm I've got parquet at my cottage. In the kitchen. Yeah, your, your, <laughs> shirt, your shirt looks like parquet flooring, actually, if you Letter. look at the design in between. It's great. So a couple of things that, I mean, I wanted to maybe touch on the uh, insurance side of things. Because I think that is a big thing to our listeners on what they might not understand what goes into an insurance claim. I think a lot of people are highly ignorant on the fact that, hey, I got homeowner's insurance. Ah, I'm covered. And then the next thing you know, they call you. Um, for you know, because your expertise and customer service, and then you, what are the what are the different processes? So it's insurance is really complicated. So it is going to depend a lot on your policy. Mm -hmm. So you know, for the most part, we're talking about water damage. It's basements flooding. It's an appliance leaking. It's those types of things. So usually, how that happens first is you're going to contact your insurance company, and then they are going to put you in touch with like a restoration company like uh, Service Master or Ingham Construction in Niagara Falls, one of these types of guys. Paul Davis. Paul, like Paul Davis, exactly. So then they will, you know, work with the adjuster to get it done. But you may have, like the policies are just so different. Your basement may flood and you may find out you're only covered for 5,000 bucks, which is nothing. Right. Or you your deductible is 5,000. That can be the, <laughs> the case too, right? So you see some so it's a wide range. There's sometimes people don't have the coverage that they need. Sometimes, you know, it's like winning the lottery for people. They had a yeah, basement had a lot with of clients like that. paneling and orange shag carpet, and they get their basement redone. It's, that's, that's coming back, actually. It's a good thing for them. <laughs> the paneling and shag. shag. Yeah. I think both. So it's, back in the 80s. it's certainly, um, I find that the homeowners are treated very fairly. So I know that a lot of times people are, skeptical and concerned that their insurance company is not going to take care of them, but I find they get taken care of really well. But you need to make sure your policy, like what you're covered for. Yeah. And what are, what would be... So know what's in your insurance policy. Have right? an yeah. insurance person, really, right? Time to get Hetherington back, I guess. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, because I, I, don't, I don't dip into the home and auto at all. Um, but what would you say is, is maybe a, a key piece into 
for a do-it-yourselfer, because you still service the do-it-yourselfers, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when they're looking at installing, what are just some key like, you you know, they walk up to you and they're, and they're like, there's an aha moment with the client or the customer uh, that you you you'd sit there and go, no, you can't do it this way. You need X, Y, and Z. So usually with flooring and just like most things in most businesses, it's always comes down to the preparation. Yeah. So if you, you know, like an incorporation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have to. There's the lawyer tying it back in again. You have to be always selling properly always if selling. you want a good result. Right. So you know if you have a older house and it's got a squeaky, spongy subfloor, it doesn't matter what you put over top of that. It's not going to be good. So it's like addressing. Uh, the current flooring, subfloor, you know, putting screws in it. That's so I it, find the in the real estate difference. business right now. One of the biggest things I find is like I'm selling a house in Port, in, in uh, St. Catharines right now, and it's got the old small plank hardwood floors. Yeah. And you walk on it squeaky, and you get people that come in and say, "Oh, sand it down. You've got years and years left, and they just put a new coat on." And I say, "Bull, you know, rip that sucker up, put a new subfloor down, get rid of the squeaks, and then." I, I prefer engineered hardwood right now. I say put that yeah. down. Yeah. And the the way the trends are right now, it's get rid of that old plank. Like nobody buys the small plank anymore, right? It's no, five, not, six it's inches uh, wide, right? Wider that's the what, better. Yeah, so that's, that's what people good, want That's now. good advice, Jeff. You could... Uh, You'll save you money on the install you swear, too, you right? You swear that actually he knows what he's talking about <laughs> when it comes to real estate. No, ex exactly, because you're going to pay $5 a square foot to have someone come in and refinish that. And yeah. what are you going to be left with? You're going to be left with a 50-year-old floor that's squeaky and... It doesn't you know, look for, appealing or modern. These for days. seven, eight bucks a square foot, you have something that's brand new. So for 50% like, so, well, more. Well, I mean, let's go back to an actual example. I had both of you in, both Carlo yeah. uh, and... and uh, Jeff, he took an I'm about to get eight. ripped on the next oh, episode. Oh, you are going to get it. You're going to get it. Anyway, in the bottom line, that, I made you a lot of money. No, you did. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I still love you. Um, but I had uh, Jeff in, and you both were there looking at my parquet flooring yep. from the 1970s. Yeah. His eyes and, got as wide as mine when we both were. Like, yeah, and <laughs> now you you uh, agreed with Je with Jeff, like as you're agreeing right now, about, about the, the flooring. And uh, it is uncanny how that change in flooring completely level like elevated the property it was just insane on how on how that to, to, to your point like people for, should listen, for me like, for real estate everyone talks about things to do when you're you're getting your house prepared and to be honest i think one of the the best return on investments your floors that's look without a doubt and see articles where a little They'll say like the top ten things to get a well. It's people ROI say kitchen and, and bathroom and yep. stuff like that. And I'll be honest, yep. I'll put flooring probably at the top because you'll go in a house nowadays and you'll have laminate in one room, old hardwood in another room, um, some some vinyl in the bathroom, a different vinyl in the kitchen, and then another laminate. You got six kinds of flooring in the main floor, and it, people think right off the bat. Does this guy own a flooring store? Does he just buy clearance deals? Design, you know, it doesn't the tie anything together. The design and the flow just it's isn't unified. Flow. So right? like Property so, Brothers, they all say, yeah. flow it, flow it, tie them all together. So what would you say? How many different kinds of flooring you should have on each floor or a house so, in total? So I think a bathroom can often stand on their own. Yeah. Right? So I'm not, not including bathrooms, I think, like in the, you know, on any given floor. I Living think room, bedrooms, kitchen. Two yeah. types of flooring, aside from the bathroom, is too much. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, I think flow it through. And the problem is the, the old houses, they have a bunch of old floors on there right away. People walk in, they think, oh my gosh, this is $25,000 to redo this house and floors. Well, they used to they do bounce. that. 
like when I started in the 90s, you would have someone would buy a house and they would room by room make that house over over the year. Yeah. So they would come in yeah. one year and they would do the kitchen. Yeah. Then they would come the next year and they would do the living room. That was how it went. And yeah. then sometime, I think around like 2008, 2009, that shifted where you saw people would buy a house and they were just gutting it and redoing it from the start. So there was a big shift. That had a lot to do there. with the push of like purchase plus improvements when it came to the mortgage. The fact that you couldn't refinance anymore greater than 80% loan to value. Like there's a Trevor pitch. Well, yeah, sure. Why not? Call me for right? mortgage. Yeah. But yeah, Certainly no, that was, that was around that time. People that were in that purchasing phase, you know, they wanted a quote yeah, up front to give like, to their mortgage companies. Yeah, so. To put a number on, right. I'd say if you have a, uh, let's say an average price of $500,000 and your floors are just dated let's say yeah 10 grand on that house could probably raise your value 25,000 at it, least it's and it's, people walk and see new floors and whew, you know it's and the rest of it can be hidden design element because your walls are just paint yeah. you know so it's a, yeah. probably the biggest design element in the house well, I think you too. just hit on you just hit on a really key point that um, uh, right there it's not everyone can do flooring everyone can pretty much paint Right, so you walk in and you're like, oh, I just need to lick a paint, and it's a couple hundred bucks, and it's several hours. I hate painting. I can't paint, but my point is, is it's not that big of an obstacle. Flooring, if done incorrectly, um, will lower the value even further. Right to your point, because they think right away this was a do-it-yourselfer. Mm -hmm. What else did they do behind the walls that I don't know? When you just and it's the finesse part around the corners and all that, and, yeah. and right now, door jams. Like there's certain yeah. tools that if you are doing it yourself you just don't have and you can't accomplish and, and quarter round doesn't tools. cover everything up like no. people think it does like it's no. oh, like get rid of the quarter round i don't think people aren't using it that much anymore so it's there's shoe mold. there's a certain it is you know type of job that people can do themselves but once the house gets to a certain level it needs you know to what? be professionally or it i shows. disagree just cut the grass and let everyone yeah. else have the pros do it because it'll cost you more in the long run i think Oh, oh I think yeah, no, I, I'm all about getting a pro. Get a pro, do it, get a pro floor installer. Scars on his hand. Yeah. This is from painting. I cut every finger arm. painting. How do you do that? <laughs> but no, and you do have an install team. That They were great. Yeah, they were but, great with my with, 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 with my rental property. They were in and out within two days. Like, lots of guys were very fortunate. They were very, very good. Um, and uh, now I guess I want to, if you're building a home, yes. okay, and your builder, I don't know. Maybe there's a builder that bridge and quarry. With bridge and quarry, I don't know. And they give you and they give you and they give you a sales guy. Here we go. If they give you a dollar per square foot, yeah. Could you give people context? Because I know when going through when building and give you know five years ago, and and given a dollar per square foot, you you just had no idea. So I had a dollar per square foot for my hardwood. And I yep. had a dollar per square foot for my. Um, so you're talking allowances from the allowances builder. from okay. the builder, and yes. you go pick it at, you go see him. They give you Diego. certain yeah. ones, and un unfortunately, I did not know Carlo at that time, and I had to go to a. They probably company. wouldn't have let you anyways, right? Right, so, but in, in yeah. some cases they do. Yeah. What is a reasonable? So depending on the product type, right? So okay. you know, typically a builder's allowance for hardwood installed is about eight to ten bucks a square foot, right? Okay. Tile is similar. Carpet, depending on the builder. That's product and install. You're talking product okay. and install. Oh, product and install. How about yeah. just 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 for the product? And so just for the product. So hardwood would start around for something nice around five dollars a square foot, and it can go to 
you know, 10, but I would say for the most part, five to sevens like uh, so hard that's a builder wood, kind of baseline, right? Five to seven. It's good. Yep. That's for a good builder, right? That's this for a good isn't builder. for a builder yeah. that's looking for, you know, the absolute cheapest, but right. someone. And tile? Good. So tile material, you know, you can get something nice from three bucks a square foot. It can sky's the limit, right? Yeah. So right. most of the time, three to five is kind of a sweet get spot for tile. Yeah, you these days pressure. with tile, it's about size. Yeah, so the, two by two. Yeah, so they make tiles like three feet by six feet. Do they like really you make can, them that oh, huge you can now? get yeah. stuff. I mean, we don't have the uh, equipment to deal with that, but you can get tile five feet by ten feet. Yeah, it's bigger the like, better wow, right now for to tile. Do bathroom yeah. one piece. Twelve by twelve, unbelievable. Going the dodo bird route. No twelve by twelve. And the worst, yeah. you get a new build, twelve by twelve, and the, the buyer walks in and says. How old is this house? It's going to be a year old. It just like, looks, Ugh. it's brand new, but it looks yeah. 10 years old yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. That's what Absolutely. I got in my kitchen. 12 by 12? <laughs> Parquet in one. It's 11, 11 year <laughs> old. At the cottage. I'll, I'll show it time and time again. We'll do a, a weekly caravan, and there'll be houses out there, and it's $800,000 house, and it hasn't sold, and it's three years old, and it's 12 by 12 from the entranceway, all the way down the hallway, all the way through the kitchen. The buyer comes in there, and they think, oh. It's 20k. Well, that rip it out, redo it. I want to see like a. And nobody wants to do it because it's good shape still. So they're like, you know what? I'll just find another house. Yeah, that's it. Nobody it's wants a big to do job that job. To take up tile, like it is a dust yeah. explosion. No yeah. matter how much you tape plastic over doorways and like, do all those things. It ain't. It I've done like, it. I don't yeah, like I've it. Done Especially it. if it's new tile because it's down hard. You know, like it's, that that mortar on there is. It's just it's 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 worse than pop get taken off a popcorn ceiling. And I've done that, and it's just like it's just a popcorn ceiling. You can just bore like, right over top of it if you want yeah, to. Yeah, you know, do anything. Yeah, that's like, true. I've, I've scraped that off. So yeah, a lot of people will do because they don't want to go through the pain of taking that up. They'll do like a vinyl product right over top. And and I've, I've yeah. that's what we had to do for my buddy's house up in Oakville. But he had from a real estate point of view, when they find that, in order to buy that, they're going to negotiate oh, more off the house typically to buy that house in that price point that would pay for a brand new floor, and that's how it goes because. They just leave it alone, and it's it's kind of in the higher price point becoming a right now as of what are we uh, May May twenty eighth right now it's kind of in the higher yeah. price point a buyer's market somewhat, yeah. and so in a buyer's market I don't like the tile next house yeah. that's it period oh it's, period you know I'm quite interested in real estate too and I look at things you know and you'll see a beautiful house that's a million dollars and then I think like twelve by twelve tile <laughs> the amount of money to renovate that to be yeah. current like it's huge but you, you know, know the weird thing three, is it could be hundred thousand dollars to but on it. some of them you could do 40 50 grand worth of flooring and sustain your price at say a million dollars yeah rather than dropping 100k you right. know and people don't look at it that way they're like well i'd rather yeah. drop out and why yeah you give me 50 grand to make you 100k get yeah, it up that's one, a good return one takes effort right yeah. A lot of people are Property in brothers though you watch them every show yeah. they do the floors all the time yeah blow it so I mean that vinyl. Like I hear it's coming. Oh, it's right? records. You mean? It's incredible, right? Yeah, no. So it's <laughs> there isn't going to be laminate and no, a that's a, that's a like die. The vinyl is taking over. So okay. people, oh, can we just address that to yeah. our listeners? The difference between vinyl versus laminate versus hardwood, just 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 okay. layman's terms. So hardwood is you know wood, real wood. wood, whether it's engineered wood. and it's real wood on top and could be plywood underneath most of the time. That's engineered, correct? That's engineered, yep. and, right? Well, generally speaking, you want to stay away from anything over what, three and a quarter or three and three quarters for wood because of warping. If so it's if it's solid, wood, if yes. you're gonna go solid, and I've done solid plank up to eight inches wide. Yeah. So you can do it. The installation is much more involved okay. and then you have to 
maintain your humidity, which so to me, most people wouldn't want to do that. That's right. right. So it's almost, I did this house in Milton with this really wide custom solid wood. Planks. And I had the manufacturer out there and he's like basically telling them, you have to keep your humidity at like 45%. So I'm thinking, like, they're never going to wow. be able to open a window. No. It's going to be, you know, intense trying to maintain yeah, that. And we glued it and nailed it with a special membrane. Like, it was intense, but that's yeah. what they wanted. And then? So, okay, so that's your engineered. Your solid wood is just a piece of piece solid wood, wood, wood finished yeah. on top, tongue and groove. Laminate is a picture of wood. And then underneath that is MDF or HDF, which is basically Particle wood board. fiber glued mm -hmm. together. So the problem with laminate, it was very durable. The problem is it does not like getting wet. Right. So people wanted to put that everywhere. And then as soon as your dishwasher leaks or you have some moisture come in your basement or you would see people use it commercially, Cat which was always a disaster. Yeah. So that was, you know, it was great because it was more durable than carpet and there wasn't that much more money, but it failed a lot. The vinyl plank is vinyl on top, and then it's basically waterproof. So popular choice for Does it gap as easy as laminate does or anything like that? Expand, no, we're not. Like, you can glue the it down. The stuff we're using, too? so some of them glue down, some of them click, but we're finding it's much more durable, stable. Yeah. So it's been the force That's lately, what I hear, a lot like of vinyl. The, the vinyl is Looks good, big, too. Yeah, like, it's sharp, right? You, yeah. So What's the top trends now? So a lot of hardwood, a lot of tile. The tile, not so much on the floor, but it's showers. People yeah. want really impressive showpiece, tile showpiece showers. Bathrooms, yeah. A lot of vinyl plank and still some carpet. Carpet's nice really, yeah. in the odd room. Yeah. I think carpet's coming back from I feel. It's, you're not seeing it going to be in great rooms and hallways, no, but, basements but like and nice stair runners, basements so, yeah. and bedrooms, but it adds some texture and some softness. If a house is just all tile, Hard and hardwood, course, it can yeah. be cool. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, but are you finding more engineered or more? Just definitely some, more yeah. engineered because yeah. of the durability. I would say it's probably 90, 95 percent engineered. Yeah, over days. over just hardwood. Well, I you know. almost watched the trend, right? It started off at the one and three quarter, right? Then it's it been like a fifty-year progression. Quarter, yeah. Right. No, and it's then five now inch it's now. Kind of. That's a. Yeah, five, six, seven. Yeah. Got some three-quarter inch or half inch now. You find more so three quarters in Niagara. Three-quarter inch is prefer preferred. But uh, a lot of half inch too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Perfect. Well, hey, uh, if we get more any questions from this podcast, do you mind coming in, uh, coming on again? Absolutely. And, uh, lots of fun. One yeah. more question before we wrap up: colors. Okay. What's the color schemes now, right now, for hardwood and tile? Color scheme. So, I mean, the colors are all over the place. Like the gray is still pretty strong. But you see that kind I of running out in a bit. I that's see my it feel. going to warmer colors. So yeah. I see the designers picking like warmer colors, like soft, natural tones for hardwood. Well, you got to watch popular. too, right? Because you go into a gray and you, you know it's it's like your purple bathtubs, right? Like, well, I'm finding the darker colors right that now, the trend is people are not liking <laughs> yeah, the dust on it, so they're wanting to go a little bit lighter because it hides the dust yeah, a bit. Yeah, so a lighter floor is easy to live with. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about Niagara, and I heard your last podcast where you were talking about Niagara, is every city almost acts a little differently. Really? So hey, flooring too, eh? Yeah, it's, yeah it's different. Like the vibe in Niagara and the lake is very different from the vibe yeah. in Crystal Beach. You know, you're going from maybe more Victorian. Niagara Lake, they're going to say $10 a square foot. Crystal Can I Beach pay more? Is like a beach can I pay $12 for that kind of vibe? Yeah. So you get different. That's what's going on. Oh, hey, you can see it, right? Just even based on the, the makeup of the... So maybe that's probably what's contributing to the, the difficulty in, 
know. So lighter floor color is what you're saying, eh? I see it going warmer and I see it going a little lighter. Yes, absolutely. Like the yeah. natural kind of look to it? Natural, but like a little darker than natural yeah. and not super gold. And tile. But not Tell gray. me the tile. I need to know. So tile, I always <laughs> think like a light tile, like, you know, off-whitish kind of yeah. tile will look good forever because we were talking about it's such a pain to change. Mm -hmm. I think if you do like a white or very light, you will like it for a long time. Smooth or textured? So it's about 50-50 between yeah. gloss and matte, but certainly not a lot of texture. See, I got a white gloss porcelain tile. 12 by 12? 12 by 12. <laughs> <laughs> it's 12 years old. What do you want me to do? Rip it out. Uh, um, <laughs> right before we grout lines so. like an inch thick. <laughs> yeah, those are the Carl, best grout thanks, lines. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me. Uh, Sorry, I could talk awesome. all day really to you on flooring and all really that. Really the voice. appreciate it. Um, so, um, again, uh, Carpet Emporium. Uh, your address? So we are 494 East Chester Road in St. Catharines by Cushman. And your website? So we are carpetemporium.ca. And I know there's an Instagram because we've been tagged in this. Uh, yeah, so in, in we the are emporium underscore flooring on Instagram. Perfect. So thank you very much for coming in. And if we have any more questions come through social media, please ask us. Please reach out. Uh, we like bringing on these experts in order to answer your questions. And we can even do live live Q&As as well. That's going to be really cool. Really? So thanks again. Uh, again, Trevor, we're <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. No problem. We're everywhere. Everywhere. We're everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. help us help you stay informed. Thanks very much, everyone. Ciao. Thank you. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.